Welcome to Consumed, the podcast that stokes conversations with eaters, drinkers, thinkers, and makers. I'm Jamie Lewis, and this 18th season, I speak with folks across California, from Santa Barbara to the Bay Area, covering subjects as varied as lab-grown meat and artificial intelligence, food writing and pizza, hot vegan takeout, Santa Rita Hills Pinot Noir, carbon steel skillets, closing the loop on food systems, happy meals, charcuterie, agritourism, and much more. I hope you get to hear all of it. Thanks for listening. Before we jump in, I want to share a few words about our sponsors. Casa du Metz is a boutique winery in Los Alamos celebrating its 12th year in this historic one-horse town. Their attention and motivation is captured by creating aromatic fresh wines that defy expectation. With three brands, Casa du Metz, Clementine Carter, and The Feminist Party, their goal is to highlight the beauty and bounty of Santa Barbara wine country. They have a particular sweet spot for Rhone variety wines sourced from Cool Climate Vineyard Partners in the Santa Rita Hills. Join them for their popular weekly speaker series, monthly wine club vineyard tours, Malibu sessions, and a unique tasting experience where you choose your own wine adventure. Join the discovery with Casa du Metz and their sister business, Babby's Beer Emporium, next door to explore quirky craft beers and bubbles while enjoying dumplings and spicy wings from Dim Sama. 2023 marks their 19th vintage, and they want to celebrate with you. Visit casadumetz.com. For more information. Consumed is sponsored by Mid-State Containers Cargo Storage Containers and Refrigerated Shipping Containers for sale and rent in California. You may not understand how Mid-State Containers could change your life, but the truth is many, many guests on the Consumed podcast use Mid-State for their projects. Containers can serve as wine storage units for case goods for private collections and even tasting rooms. They can be refrigerated storage containers for breweries, kegs, and fruit during harvest for wineries. Mid-State Containers outfits coolers and freezers for ranchers, farmers market growers, orchards, and butchers. Containers can make great pop-up coffee bars and berry containers for root cellars. My guest from Season 10, Krista Flieger, from Lonely Palm Ranch, uses her Mid-State Container for an office on her property. Other ideas include schoolrooms, music and photography studios, and there are other things that can be grown, stored, and processed in a mid-state container, so use your imagination and get on their website to request a quote, midstatecontainers.com. Slow Food Co-op is your friendly neighborhood grocer, maintaining local, organic, and non-GMO standards. Slow Food Co-op sources from local producers, ensuring they offer their shoppers great food and household staples. With a mission to empower health and well-being in the community, they offer local produce, meats, low-to-no-waste foods, and wellness items. You can find Slow's only community-owned grocery store on their website at slowfood.coop and visit Slow Food Co-op in-store at 2494 Victoria Avenue in San Luis Obispo, California. Okay, on to the episode. At Beerwood in Los Osos, chef Jess Sadoff-Bauer and owner Annie Steinman work hard to offer a family-friendly space and an elevated brew pub experience. I came to know Beerwood through gorgeous pictures of Chef Jess's charcuterie platters, so imagine my delight when she brought one to the house for our interview. I learned a lot about her background, which includes fighting her way into sushi kitchens to learn the craft and become a well-respected sushi chef. I suspect it also explains why the charcuterie boards are so precise and colorful and beautiful. That level of care and skill doesn't just happen. 
I learned a lot about Annie, too, how she worked in a previous iteration of the business and how she, her husband, and her friends really wanted to see the space thrive. We also talked about the brew pub's support of the LGBTQ community and how relationships are everything in Los Osos Baywood Park. Here are Chef Jess Sadoff Bauer and Annie Steinman of Beerwood. By the way, it doesn't happen often, but I sometimes forget to ask guests about their final meal. That happened here, sadly, but I was able to get Jess and Annie on a voicemail that I share at the end. Enjoy. Jess, you come from Beerwood, which is such a cool space, and I've been over to you when you when it was um, was the old not old ale house. What was it called before? It was Baywood a ale house. It was a tavern, and before that was the ale house. Oh, okay, okay. And um, but I haven't been since because I make a point of going to whoever I'm interviewing to their space to like have an idea of what to talk about and how to inform the conversation. And this past week has been one interruption after another, and I never made it over there. So I'm so grateful you brought a charcuterie board because that's what I have heard you're known for. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about what we're looking at here. So we've got um, some breads from the the two bakers that we use that are um, right near us, the Caliwal. Caliwala Bakery Caliwala. Oh, yeah. and uh-huh. uh, Sasquatch Bakery. And actually, we use Bread Bike, too, in Slow. And there's a little bit of their baguette on there, too. Nice. Um, and then we've got some uh, local cheeses and um, just various fruits that we get from the farmer's market, uh, nuts, mm-hmm. um, meats there. Um, no two are alike. We just like to get creative and throw on whatever we have. Is this black cheese? It's black cheese. What is this? Is it like lava salt or something? No, oh, it's uh, it's actually just lemon gouda, but it's charcoal. Is that makes the black? Oh my gosh, I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's I'm pretty s- popular. Sorry to say this, but it, it looks like pavement. Oh <laughs> yeah, and if you move it, it's kind of like rubber. rubber. It's a little weird. Oh no, I'm into it. I'm totally into it. It's really fun to melt. We we play with it on sandwiches and stuff, and like like do a Halloween. Mm. Oh, you would have to. One and oh yes, yeah, you would have to. Okay, well, so it's not the when when you describe what it looks like, it doesn't do it justice because it's so it's so artfully put together. Thank you. When did you get started doing boards like this? And I'm just gonna eat and be rude. And you please please. Not rude. It well, would be rude if you didn't eat it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm into it. So we opened Beerwood like two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. But we met Jess right before we opened. And she is the queen of charcuteries. Yeah. She <laughs> taught us all the charcuteries. Yeah. And how did you first experience it? Her charcuterie. What was it? Was it a, the soft opening or was it the grand opening? Wait, I so think you we were already just playing own? around in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. No, we put it on the menu, but okay. we hadn't even met her yet. And that was one of the reasons why she decided she wanted to come and work with us. Was the charcuterie on the menu? Because she always wondered why nobody put charcuteries on the menu. Yeah. So, yeah. Charcuteries and the soups is what hooked me on your um, first, first menu. Yeah. It's like, those are two things that are really fun to work with. Mm-hmm. And you can use so many ingredients and use up things and just like endless possibilities the creativity is fun for me so you opened before you had any idea did you have a chef or were you thinking you we guys did not would do have it a chef. no the plan was was i would do it right because yeah. i've i've worked in the kitchen for 
forever. Yeah. For what, since I was 16. Mm. And so it's been a long time. So I, I knew I would be doing it. I just didn't think I would be taking on the role of like the head of the yeah. kitchen. But Jess came in last minute through our friend Megan and it was was amazing. It was awesome. She was a goddess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change this because you poor thing are roasting. You didn't realize. I'm not a scientist. No, you're And I was thinking that they would get better over time and it's only getting worse. <laughs> Sorry about no, that. No, no. I didn't mention we're outside. We, we're, we're, we're used to being really close. We mm. work in a very small kitchen together. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, you've seen the small. kitchen. Have you seen the well, kitchen some, from I mean, the old days? I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, a little bit bigger than this table. table. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, there wasn't, if I remember right, when I went the last time, there wasn't much of a food presence. It was more yeah. like the beer was the focus and the food was like, you know, just kind of there. Yeah. And now, so, well, so that kitchen, I assumed it was small, but now the stuff you're cranking out is, it's got to be pretty packed back there. Yeah. We do a lot with a little bit of space. We work really effectively. Um, A lot of prep. We've gone vertical with all of our space, just use Mm. lots of step ladders and (laughs) put everything up high. Yeah. This cheese is unbelievable. <laughs> the black cheese, it's like lemony. It does not, the the way it looks and the way it tastes do not match no. up. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, so how did you get into sourcing these cheeses and, and the meats and the bread? I mean, and all of the pickled things. How did you get into that? We just that? sort of started calling around and asking people for samples and seeing what they had to offer and what we liked. Mm-hmm. And... Um, um, we started making a lot of the pickled things ourselves, mm. um, and we we change it up all the time. We just like variety and color contrast and different tastes. What so. are these little guys? Little uh, red, little they l- sweetie sweetie drops. They call uh, them little sweet chilies. Oh my gosh! I know they're perfect mm. and they're beautiful. And we get those they from our so cheese good. supplier. Nice. We our cheese supplier is cheeses from around the world. Who so is we that? can actually well. Zena is the cheese lady. And, oh, yeah. And we love Zena, the mm-hmm. cheese lady. But she yeah. gets it through peacock cheeses. And okay. so it's everywhere. Is Zena the one who had Lulu Farms? Is that not her? She is. She's got a farm. Okay. Yep. Out there in Paso. Yes. Yep. I think That's that is Zena. her. It is Zena. I wanted to share with you, I looked up this morning. Um, I was on, oh, where is it? I was on a page of things that people say about you, you know, when you get into, um, oh, now I feel like a real <laughs> fool because it's not happening. Okay. So when people talk about you online, first of all, you have incredible reviews, but the words that people associate with you the most interesting are mm-hmm. dogs yeah. and then beer, uh-huh. grilled cheese. Yeah. We did win the Grilled Cheese Award. And patio. Yes. Aww. Our patio's great. So, Annie's done a lot of gardening out there and made all of the plants really thrive. Yeah. A little bit of everything growing out there. We've got a lot of our, even garnishes and herbs and stuff mm-hmm. that we use. Lots of edible things, garden. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try and take those and passion fruits growing that we get to use on the mm-hmm. cheese boards and the desserts. Oh, I and, love passion fruits. And there's fruit trees planted that will take some time, but I mean, it's yeah. new. Yeah. But yeah. So that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. So people talking about dogs, why are dogs like 
the the number one word that people associate with you? I we all Amma. <laughs> well, yeah, Amma. Amma. Amma is the queen. She's the boss yeah. of Beerwoods. Yes. She is our brown dog who wanders around, who cleans everything up, but also oh, welcome and yeah. people Everybody loves her. her. They come to see her, and yeah. then they stay for the food. <laughs> so. We love Amma. But well, then now everybody brings their dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. sometimes there's more dogs than people on yep. the patio. They get to hang out on the couches. There, they're just I don't know, and kids, yeah. so many kids. Yeah, and that's there's kids key, I'm everywhere, sure. and chalk everywhere on the patios. Yeah, and, and people can just relax and not worry about their kids being on restaurant behavior mm-hmm. or their dogs being perfect. You know, they can just mingle and be themselves mm-hmm. and enjoy it. Yeah, and not worry about their kids making a mess. Exactly, I think no. that's where my stress comes. Make a mess. Toys, yeah, and but chalk is, everywhere. Everything hoses off. They wander in the garden up. and pick blueberries <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Well, why did you choose that location? Why did you choose Baywood? Well, Baywood. Alex, my husband, and I worked at the tavern before that and the alehouse before that. Mm. Alex has been a bartender for them for like for years Mm -hmm. and been a bartender for years as well as a Cal Poly professor. Oh. So he does, it's all like on the side. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like all of us who started it, we're all, we've all got full-time jobs, but you we do? came in and did this Yeah. because it's what, it's what we really love and it's what we're really good at. So you but, still have full-time, all of you have full-time jobs? Yeah. Uh, well, Jess is here full-time at, the, at Beerwood. She's yeah. always a full-time there. parent. Yeah, so that's my right. job. Yeah. And <laughs> caretaker of the family and everything. She is, she is amazing and she does everything. She still bakes cakes for everybody who has a birthday Aww. at Beerwood. When she's like she's incredible. Aww. No, it's amazing. She her talents and everything. Her love, her love is amazing. But what I also see online is a lot with your name attached to it. Aww. Just happy people love amazing. the stuff that you're doing. Wow, thank you. Yeah, so <laughs> so much love. <laughs> with Alex, what's his full time job at Poly? He's a Spanish professor. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, so he does that, and then we have a, a six-year-old, mm-hmm. but then I've got a, a small store, and then Troy and Leanna are our partners, mm-hmm. and they do their full-time jobs, too, but what's he brews the beers, and... Um, what's his name again? Troy. Troy is the brewer. Troy brews the beers, Okay, yes, he does. It's very small batch, because, again, you know... Full-time jobs. Yeah. Did that start right from the get-go, that he was brewing? The brewing? Yeah. No. But we did know that was part of the plan because he's been home brewing for a long time, yeah. and he's really good at it, and we always enjoy it. So Yeah. yeah. They're well, always very anticipated. People come around waiting for mm, them, waiting and for they them sell out, you know, the same, same few hours yeah, after wonderful. he puts them on top. Really that cool. is, yeah, yeah. I knew he had a following. Yeah. What's his focus in terms of beer? Does he do, I saw that there was a, I think a Pilsner on there, but what else? He, uh, he's trying to do all of it. He's really good at his Belgian beers. It's what mm-hmm. he's always mm-hmm. done. He's yeah. got a massive, he loves his Belgian beers and he is good Big at East. it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of branching out and trying everything now because, I mean, because people are asking space. and yeah. they love him. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's killing it. That's We're awesome. proud of him. <laughs> yeah. Totally. All right. So where does your interest, where does your culinary interests come from do you have a family member or did you get started like washing dishes when you were young yeah yeah I guess I started when I was real young with my family and my um my grandma taught me how to cook when I was real little Mm -hmm. it was my my chore was making dinner for the whole family probably when I was 
Like 10 or 10 and 11, 12, started out pretty young, oh. just cooking for the family. The age. Uh, just a lot of trial and error, seeing what worked, mm-hmm. what didn't work. Um, but as a professional, m- most of, pretty much all of my experience is in a sushi bar. Oh, I've been really? a sushi chef for 20 years. And then. Whoa, no wonder this looks so beautiful. <laughs> that's why I like to play with colors and different textures and stuff. And I, I always think that you eat with your eyes first. Mm-hmm. So I want the plate to look good. I want every plate that comes out to look like you're going to eat it, you know, and yeah. it makes you want to just attract you and draw you into the, the colors and the, yeah. then the, then the flavors will come secondary kind of. But. Yeah. I think that that must also contribute to the precision. There's a precision to, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those things it's almost like somebody who dresses well. It looks effortless, but the truth is, it's extremely planned, planned and calculated. <laughs> yes. yes, and very precise. Uh-huh. Um, do you have any background in art, like um, straight up visual art? No, I think food is my art. I mean, my family is pretty artful. My brothers are amazing artists, and my dad's a painter, and mm-hmm. um, it runs in the family, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I've pretty much just used food as my my palette yeah how did you so there is a stereotype that women have a hard time breaking into sushi Mm -hmm. how did that go it didn't go well I was um 19 and I I had eaten sushi for the first time I think I was 18 and I just couldn't stop thinking about it and I was just like obsessed with it and I had to learn how to make it and you know trial and error a few times of like just getting the wrong ingredients and getting rice everywhere and things not working. And um, I saw a place that was hiring and um, I went in and they said, no experience necessary, willing to train the right person. And I'm like, I'm your right person. Train me. And the guy um, yells at me in Chinese and he's like, you're a woman, you can't do it. And throws the curtain back and walks away. And then the manager comes up and he says, you can't tell her that. She can sue you. And, you know, they get in an argument and he comes back and throws the curtain back and says, fine, come back tomorrow. You'll see. You can't do it. And so I came back (laughs) like the next day and the next day for for weeks I came back and nobody would talk to me. Nobody, none of the other chefs wanted me there. This was like a really busy bar with probably six or eight chefs. And they all kind of like hid their work from me. And, you know, I was I was just eating it up, absorbing all the knowledge I could. I didn't know if I had a job or not. I was just like, OK, they're letting me be here. So I'm going to learn what I can. You if you had a job or not. I didn't. I love it. Yeah. Weeks, like two weeks later, they just gave me a paycheck. So I just kept coming back. So you must have shown them something. By the end, you say 20 Resilience, years. Yeah. I mean, I learned that place. I learned a lot of what not to do. It was kind mm. of a... Um, like an open till 2 a.m. karaoke, sticky floor kind of place. Yikes, yeah. But learned put in my dues and learned a lot of what not to do Yeah, there. How long um, did you stay there? I was there till that place closed probably for four or five years. Oh, the place closed? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. It was um, a place in Nevada that had gambling and karaoke and half the chefs had a cigarette hanging out of their mouth while they were rolling sushi. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> You are resilient. Uh I just kept showing up and um, I learned a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 20 years though. I mean, do you feel like by the end of those four years that they trusted you with the product? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing because that's the sense that I get is that there's a a real, it's not easy to gain trust when it's such a precise 
product with such a strong foodway and tradition. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. And there, there was still a lot of that stereotype where they would say, oh, a woman's body temperature is too hot. That we I've will cook that. the fish in our hands, <laughs> like and did the you? opposite. You know, ask your ask any husband who's like you climb into bed and they're like your hands, your feet, you're always freezing. cold. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh huh. So, what made you decide to leave that? Um. So I worked at various different bars, like working, you know, here and there, and then I moved from from the Tahoe area where I'm from down here, and I worked at. Um, a few of the restaurants in town here and I loved it. I still, mm-hmm. I still love it. But, um, during COVID, um, there was just the, the schools closing and needing more time with the family. And mm-hmm. I was putting in a lot of really long days at the sushi bar, just the, that mm-hmm. industry. It's always been like a 12 to 14 hour kind of day. Were you, you doing it locally here? Mm-hmm. Oh, where were you? So when I first moved down here, I was at Goshi's. Oh, my um, gosh. Like the OG mm, legit. I asked around when I moved here. I was like, where's the best? Mm -hmm. Everybody said that place. So Mm -hmm. I walked in and got a job that day. Wow. And I had had a pretty good resume. And so I showed them and showed them that I could do what I said that I could do. And Mm -hmm. there's always like a working interview. um, And they just, you know, show up with your knives and see what you can do. And they hired me on the spot. And then I'm after very that. impressed right now. I'm very <laughs> impressed because I know that's not something they just hand out to anybody. Yeah, it, it was it was tough. I learned a lot there, you know, because coming from Tahoe, where a lot of the pretty much most of the ingredients, especially back then, were always frozen and flown in, mm-hmm. and um, never really getting the opportunity with whole fish and the various varieties of fish that we get here. You know, there were so many types of fish that I had never even seen. Mm. And I learned a lot there of uh, what to do with them and how to treat them all differently and mm-hmm. how to fillet them and use the whole fish. Um, yeah. And so that was invaluable knowledge. And I took that and um, went on to... After that, I helped open up the um, Kumiko over by the airport. Yes, yeah. Uh, that was different owners now, but um, yeah. back then, I, I pretty much ran that place when the owner was out of town. We love and their bento. Yeah, their for, lunches. And for kids, uh-huh. too. The yeah. kids love those things. Yeah, anyway. So you um, opened Kumiko. That's well, fun. I helped, yeah. I helped yeah. open that. Um, and then after that... Um, Went on to uh, Kumpai in Shell Beach. Mm, yeah. And I spent about five years there. Basically raised my daughter in that restaurant. Mm. She um, was always there. She got to know everybody. She was. Uh, she had a great time there. And stayed there until COVID. And um, pretty much was off work. Um, hanging out at the community gardens with my daughter and dog. When I met Annie, um, our mutual friend Megan, we were hanging out at the gardens and she was like you're coming with me and you're going to meet Annie right now and I was like I don't want to work right now you know it's COVID school's out we need time to you know stay home and do the homeschool thing and I went in and met her and instantly liked them all and Hmm. um, was intrigued by just the whole concept and the, the challenge of something new and the opportunity for creativity and Mm -hmm. just they were like yeah do what you want (laughs) yeah well I see a place like Beerwood could easily I think be what it had been which was you know community beer focused with not a ton of food options you know food options but not um, outside of pub 
kinds of food. Something different. Everybody's got something cool, but we just wanted something different. Yeah, something we wanted to have something for everybody too. Yeah. And and it's kind of a fine line of being too eclectic, mm-hmm. but we wanted to keep the menu small enough mm-hmm. that we can handle it in a small kitchen, but yet still be inclusive to everybody because mm-hmm. there's so many different diets and eaters and yeah and drinkers Mm -hmm. different eaters and drinkers yeah the what i see is outrageous color in every dish i mean even the grilled cheese which is like you don't assume that it will be anything other than maybe like orange and white Mm -hmm. and it's colorful um so yeah you have a real attention to that it seems beautiful salads yeah um i feel like a real hack talking about this when i haven't even eaten them but but people have told me, Tim Veach said that you were grossly underpricing your food yes. because it was so outrageous. <laughs> we, Did he say that to you? No, but we talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. We yep. um, just want to make sure that it's, it's still accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because all the prices are going up everywhere, but we just try to um, cut yeah, the portions a little bit and yeah. um, go with a lot of whatever is available that week too and not um buying the expensive things that Mm -hmm. aren't uh, in season at the moment so yeah yeah we we just want to keep it in balance so it's constantly a moving target which i'm sure any chef would say Mm -hmm. yeah do you miss sushi at all i do yeah but you know um we get to do fun things at beerwood sometimes like the private parties or the founders party we did a big sushi spread for that always incredible mm-hmm. oh i closed, bet. Oh, closed down the whole patio and made yeah. this like really long um just spread of sushi in varying heights and cool different um pieces almost almost like art you know mm-hmm. it was it was gorgeous yeah it, it was took fun all day to set it up and she was back there rolling all day and teaching everybody and it was sake and happy people, and it was really spoiled. Spoiled. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you about sourcing. So you say you've got you know these um, cheese purveyors and and the meats, but the fruit is so fresh. Where are you getting that from? We have farmers market on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Mondays are pretty hot day. That's the part about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh. an, it's all the farmers bring uh-huh. stuff to us. We have. And it, it changes, too. We always tell them, just bring us whatever you either didn't sell or whatever that you're mm. um, going to be able to give us a good price on, too. Mm. Um, and that's what helps keep the variety. Too. Yeah. You know, they might have not a lot left of something or just a little bit of something that's about to... About to be done. Be mm. done. And, and then I can make jams out of that or mm. I can... Um, you know, kind of cure some of the fruits with a little, like, sugar wash or something yeah. to keep it fresh for another day. Not that we wouldn't serve fresh, but... No, of um, course. But we just have, utilize everything. Yeah, ways mm-hmm. to preserve. And, yeah. And soups, and too, right? Soups are all the great stock for that, that too. we make yeah. from all of the... Pretty much none of the produce goes to waste. What... Uh, you mentioned that the grilled cheese won an award. What award was that, and why did it win? Uh, the, the grilled cheese. You won cheese. the Uyas Gooeyas. Mm-hmm. Um, from who? So, you know the was it Restorative Partners? They do this oh. grilled cheese, yes. right? And I guess it was it was not in person the last couple of years. Yeah. But this year is back in person. So what? You just dropped it off and you're no, like, they came to us, and pe- I guess they had people oh. vote. Yeah, people on vote. It. They yeah. come to all the different spots in the county, oh, and then cool. they cast their vote after they've mm-hmm. tried it. 
It was good. The That's photo awesome. was wonderful. She had it out here in the goop <laughs> all the way across. It was really good. I didn't know they did that. <laughs> I had Sister Teresa on ah. this on this podcast because of her the cafe, the Bridge Cafe downtown. Mm. I did not know they had a grilled cheese competition, which God, that would be. I would probably be sick afterwards, <laughs> so I would eat all of it. Like the mac and cheese. Well, you can it's go around and do them in different days, too, and yeah. test your okay, vote. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, good. You'll have to eat them all in one day. What was it like taking the leap and buying a business for you? Uh, Had you yeah. ever owned a business before? Um, I own I own a small retail business on the Embarcadero. Oh, you mentioned that. So, yeah. so that was kind of... It was normal, but not that was normal so much. It was more like serving Baywood was normal for us. Yes. And to buy the building, it was a kind of a, it was a, it was Logical an easy step. choice. Yeah. Yeah. It was what we wanted. That's what we've been planning for. So you've always I mean, wanted a restaurant? I, and I've always wanted a place in Baywood to serve the community. Yeah. Yes. Do you both live, well, you live in Morro Bay, I think, mm-hmm. right? Do you yeah. live in Baywood? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I love it there so much. It, it's pretty magical. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, describe for somebody who hasn't been there, why is it magical? Baywood? Well, I mean, Los Osos is kind of like the forgotten stepchild of the Central Coast. So it's <laughs> still dirt roads and dead ends and no street lights and no sidewalks. But we love it because mm-hmm. there's nobody coming there. And it's mellow and you can walk around and the kids are safe and the schools are And everybody knows everybody. And, yeah, everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's why Beerwood's so wonderful is because everybody who comes in there are, I mean, our regulars are, they're everyday regulars. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just wonderful. And they've been there through all the different businesses so we've known them for 20 years and it's pretty rad that is it's pretty, pretty cool rad. Yeah, yeah i love baywood because it has of all the places i can think of per capita it has more different kinds of restaurants than any mm. other place you have nardoni's you which is pizza you have um uh, Noy and Doys, or maybe now we just call it Noise, is the Second Street Cafe, which is Thai, among other things. Um, you have La Palapa for Mexican. You have Kuma for ramen and sushi. and um, La Casita is Mexican. La Casita salsa. Which has been there forever, right? Yes. That sweet salsa. Yes. It's so there's, good. Now there's wayward baking, which Fra- is Like amazing. French and rustic uh-huh. baking. Oh, gosh. What there's else? more. There's Sylvester's Burgers is there. Yep. There is. Well, there's just a really wide variety. And now this kind of like elevated pub mm. food is, it's pretty great. And Mondays in Baywood are pure magic. Um, the kids, what I remember, so I was bringing my kids there when they were pretty little. Like I want to say four and two. And... You, the Monday farmer's market in Baywood is 2.30 to 4, is that right? Or 4.30? 2 to 4.30. Yeah. 2 to 4.30. And you walk in, I mean, it's pretty small, but it's really diverse and it's very tight knit. I mean, if the Thursday evening farmer's market at Slow has, you know, specific big bands playing and magic acts and everything, Baywood has like maybe one guy with no shoes on (laughs) who's... Playing a banjo and tapping, and he's super good, but it's so informal. It's not, you know, it's uh-huh. 
it's just so wonderful. And then down at the end, there's the lawn in front of what was Blue Heron. And I remember the kids just like Playing. circling on the grass. Mm-hmm. And then you have the little Baywood Pier and kids are out in the mud. And yeah. I mean, just, and then beer on the pier was happening. I don't know that it still is. No, it's not. It's not. That's too bad. Because Monday nights at five or something, mm-hmm. a live band and people drinking beer, beer out um by the pier, and that was like the best Monday ever. We used to call it a case of the Mondays, but like it <laughs> meant a good thing, yeah. you know. It was a good thing. Mondays are great in Baywood. Yeah, it's a reason to have a, a three day weekend instead of a two day weekend. Yeah, for sure, yeah. it is. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about Troy and the beer. So, had he always wanted to brew? He's always brewed at home. That's yeah. always yeah. It's just he loves it. Yeah, he works hard on the computer, and then he goes and he likes to do homebrews. Yeah, so and he is so good with numbers. So he's like he's our money guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he does. He's behind the scenes. Oh, he looks he out for us all too the with the, our okay. accounts and set up four hundred one k's for the four hundred one k for the staff. staff. Oh my gosh, what a good yeah. guy awesome. and a good business. Yeah, definitely. How big yeah. is your staff? Oh, we got about twenty two people, maybe. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty great in that tiny little space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of prep in the morning, probably. Yeah. yeah. But they're yeah. so amazing. Everyone is incredible. Yeah. There's a, they even made stickers, FTGOB, for we, the good of Beerwood. I mean, they are <laughs> insanely amazing yeah. people. We oh. all work together so well, too. Yeah. And we everybody brings oh, something different to the table. And uh-huh. it's like such a good mesh of creative minds yeah. and different talents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone brings those talents to it and try to yeah embrace it all it's different is good yeah it it has re-energized that corner so Mm -hmm. much and it's it feels really healthy and people talk about it all the time and one of the things I wanted to touch on is um Queerwood Mm. that just happened yeah um our mutual friend Andrea Sauterin Drea Sauterin um I think basically puts that on, right? Isn't yeah, she came to us last year and said, "You guys want to, you want us want to host this beer or this uh, this pride event with us?" And yeah, I said, yeah. Yeah. She, "Yeah, she's amazing." Yeah, she did it. Her and Quinn did it last year, and this year she did it by herself, pretty much. And yeah, it's amazing. And she's what incredible. describe for listeners what that event is? Queerwood. It's uh, it's a pride. Party. We come and we celebrate diversity, and everyone comes together, and it's love and accepting, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of crying and Aww. tears and wonderful. It's just, it's beautiful. There's yeah. so much wonderfulness. And yeah, and a safe, family-friendly environment very safe. too. Yeah. yeah, there's face painting for the kids, and there's food, and no, it just, it's just absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it yeah. really is. We try it's, to. Just, it really is just about love and yeah. acceptance and. Mm-hmm. Making sure everybody's included. Yeah. Yeah. And and there are a lot of sponsors I know. Um, yeah. Great local people. Yep. Yeah. It's so, nice to have everybody support. And do people there. come out and um, do you do all the food? And is it a mm-hmm. ticketed thing or is it just come on down? and We do a limited menu. We always do, um, speaking of the grilled cheese, we do a Queerwood grilled cheese where we use the it's purple the sage um, derby cheese oh, along cool. with the... Um, bright uh, red, red cheddar, tomatoes, arugula, and like a white parmesan on the outside. Mm-hmm. Okay, that when I said that your grilled cheese has a lot of color, I yes. think I may have seen no, a picture yes. of that mm-hmm. one. It's and gorgeous. Yeah, we do that for Queerwood every year. Yep. Um, and then we do a, a food stand outside just to 
you know, keep the lines down and make sure everything, everybody's getting something. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we did tacos and bratwurst outside mm-hmm. and then, um, a limited menu inside, but always the charcuterie salads, mm-hmm. um, the grilled cheeses, the bratwurst. Yeah. It sounds amazing. It sounds yeah. delicious. We use the Cayuca Sauces Company's bratwurst. Yeah. And, yeah I good. would love to have them on here too. <gasps> they're yeah. awesome. Don yeah. and Janae are incredible people. They make us so much sausage. Like so much sausage. Yeah. yeah. They're incredible. We run through a lot of their product and it's Make really it good. Hands. Everybody yeah. loves it and it's, it's so easy to work with because yeah. it's just so fresh. Yeah. And they here. do I mean, a lot of great. other mm-hmm. stuff too like the, the bulk sausages that I use up for soups and specials yeah. and yeah, oh, they sound wonderful. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, I always like, I'm, I'm just curious, when it comes to good days and bad days, um, can you think of a, a, a bad day or a day that was less than wonderful at work that had something to do with, like, have you ever had a, a major challenge at work? <laughs> and the assumption Technical is that you've overcome it. or Yeah, yeah, yeah. A day you went and home and you were like, oh, internet. Uh, disconnections um you know yeah mostly probably uh for uh, at this point for beerwood or at least i would say yeah technical difficulties maybe mm-hmm. like you said mm-hmm. super losing the lights yeah. or losing the flat grill mm-hmm. we've had to rewire mm-hmm. there's right. been some it's an old building with some electrical issues and um we lost our first grill and then we ended up having to shut down for almost a week because we couldn't get one out um oh, yeah covid delivering right when you run when something breaks and yeah. it's like a three-month waiting list unless you find something good somewhere stashed oh, and word a three-month oh waiting man list. it's mm-hmm. crazy because shipping nobody was shipping and, yeah. it, and those grills were like soup pots yeah and our anything. wonderful neighbors Gave us one of their grills uh-huh. to help us. Yes, get it was that uh, waiting period. Ron and Noi gave us one oh, of their old grills, lovely. and mm-hmm. so oh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, but it's not so horrible things, right? It's not I knew like you were gonna say that. You're so not, positive. It's I can not tell. Like, it's I not like the you worst had a was horrible the, the fridge going out, horrible bus. and losing all the product. The fridge that was, that big, was probably the worst. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, they're all small fridges, right? There's like four little fridges in there, but yeah, we when one, rely when on them though. It's uh-huh. such a small space, and it just holds all our product. And then you know, you have a, one menu set in mind, and then you realize you have to throw away everything, and then mm-hmm. you have to jump in, think of a whole new menu for the day, and yes. come up with stuff when you don't have ingredients. Right. So Word. that was a challenge, yeah. but it is. yeah. But the the customers super the, easy. The customers like, are really understanding, and, yeah. and the the whole staff is like. We just bounce back from each other and like help um, keep the spirits up yeah. when things like that go on. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. And I I know that bad days mean different things for different people. But I knew I could see in your face she's not going to say anything was bad. Just like you uh, have a good attitude. She I'm, does. I'm sure you're very good to work. She brings uh. the whole place together with her attitude, and, and everybody says that if. You know, she gets a rare day off. Every customer is in there. Where's Annie? Where is she? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, amazing. Wow. I, that's what I'm good at. I think that's mm-hmm. what. Yeah, they they come in I'm to see you and then in to, stay no, for the beer and food. I just hold it together. <laughs> I just hold it all together. You do. That's what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Um, when you thought that you were going to be doing the food, what did you picture doing? That the whole menu I had set. 
the oh, menu. Oh, she really? still is doing I the food, it. too. No, yeah. and I'm in there cooking every every day, except yeah. for, you know, the day or two that, I'll, that I do get off. Okay, I and didn't realize that. Yes, okay. I am in the kitchen, She's which I was not hands-on. totally... You know, the plan, I guess. The plan was to be more bartending, which I bartend sometimes. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but now I'm mostly in the kitchen. Yeah. And I, but I do love it because it had been a while. It had been like a, like a good six years probably since I had been really cooking. But yeah. it was nice. And I love it. We love it in the kitchen. We're so tight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's so busy and it's, it's so stressful yeah. and it's so hot. But... Is we it hot? Vibe on it. <laughs> it is, and the thing that's different about our kind of busy is in in a regular restaurant you'll go in and you'll get seated and you'll be at a table and you have a x amount of tickets that you'll get because that's how many tables you have. Mm-hmm. But we don't have seating like that. You just walk up to the counter and you order, and people just form a line that keeps going outside of the building and so there's no wrap limit. around into the parking lot yeah. and no. they don't wait for a table they'll just kind of stand with each other and hang out and like uh share tables or just stand and eat mm-hmm. and meet new people and sit our line is only this you know this big but the tickets keep coming and they keep coming and there's no end to it we don't yeah. really we just have to quote them really longer wait time when it happens and they don't mind waiting they'll just drink more and hang out and yeah but that's a Spend really the good time. point. That if you have tables, you can kind of keep track. You can pace mm-hmm. yourself a little bit. Yeah. But with this, you just it's never just know. It's just constant. Right? The flow will keep going. And people don't mind waiting. So they do. And we just do the best we can and get it out as fast as we can. But we're we're very small. So yeah, there's a limit to what we can do. Yes, <laughs> totally. Um, tell me about the shop that you have. In, I can't imagine running both. Well, luckily I've got two, you know, I've got people to help, but it's just, it's a hat store, a small retail hat store. Mm -hmm. I was, it was my dad started it actually, and he was going to sell it, but then I left, I left my job. I used to run the Back Bay Cafe with, you know, beer Mm. to pier, and Mm -hmm. so I started out at Coffee and Things, and then I ran Good Tides, and then I did the the beer at the pier, and then all of it. I did all of it. Yeah. And then I left. And I decided to buy the hat store because we were going to get pregnant. And so I thought, well, what the heck? I'll do this. This would be easy. <laughs> Make my hours. And it was awesome because he got to, Marlon came to work with me until he mm-hmm. was like two. And then, and then he got to go do stuff. And the hat store I've had for like eight years now. Wow. And it's great. And I rarely have to be there. Wow. I just, That's you know, the dream. do the background stuff. Yeah. You know, the accounting and. The, you know, that fun stuff. Yes, <laughs> right, right, right. What but, kind of hats? Is it like specialty stuff? I feel uh, like all sorts of hats. Like more fancy hats, right? And yeah. Market Arrow's got a whole bunch of stuff. But I do more of like the handmade hats and yes. other hats and sun, you know, like real mm-hmm. SPF, you know, yeah. just stuff. There's something yeah. for everybody there. Yeah, though. you got a good ones. variety. People have big heads, I think. People don't always notice that. I have so, a giant head. I mean, <laughs> so, uh, no, your head cute. is perfect. No, it's but massive. so you wouldn't know. So I have hats that go up to three XL, which people can't find. <laughs> so I think I have. There's like a little following of people, you know, with heads <laughs> that have different size heads, and so it's a, it's great. So but funny. I love it. Yeah. yeah, my I have a massive head. My husband does too, and our kids are massive. Like, just mm. they're in adult sized helmets it's they surprising were to see how big time. kids heads are you think Not they're going to be smaller then and but then <laughs> no. they're, they're wearing your hats they're massive <laughs> <laughs> they're big they're oh. smart that's all it is yeah giant very, brains. all those brains mm-hmm. yeah 
what do you want to see in the future for, you know, for, let's say for Beerwood solely, what do you want to see? Do you want to just keep chugging the way you are? Or do you want, are you hoping to do more events or get more space? No more space. Okay. Keep it small. I like it simple. We don't want to be going into this for making a lot of money. We just needed our space to hang out and have our, our space for our kids to grow up together yeah. and, and a community spot. We missed all of our people not having it when the other place shut down. And yeah. so it's, yeah, it's what we've always wanted to do. Alex and I are going to retire doing that stuff. Okay. Marlon, Marlon loves it. He's so good with the people. Madeline loves to come and hang out. That's Jesse's your daughter. daughter. Mm-hmm. All the kids come and hang out while we're working. And yeah, it's just she does, like a, she, she's hoping to work there. Yeah, she thinks she can work so there now at wonderful. nine. <laughs> I mean, she, it's not too far away. She's getting there. <laughs> But also it's nice because, you know, it's, it's nice to bring in the kids that are younger who are still in high school and they're about mm-hmm. to go off to college and mm-hmm. figure out what they like to do. But and then they come back on their breaks yeah. and they work for us for a week or two it's on their breaks nice. and we get to see mm-hmm. them. And it, mm-hmm. it's nice to show them that they can have a really nice working place, that they don't have yes. to work for something that's not as comfortable. But, yeah. but you know, it's good. It yeah. is We kind of like Take we care bring of them other. into the work world and we let them go and we show them this is what it could be like. Make, yes. sure, make sure you keep this. Excellent. But. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I don't want you to think I'm not going to eat all of this mm-hmm. because I am just didn't want to be munching in the microphone too much but Annie and Jess thank you for sharing time and for I've uh, just congratulations on on Beerwood thank you thank you yeah thanks really for having nice. us this yeah. was fun of course so yes I did forget to ask Jess and Annie about their final meal so here I got them to call and leave a voicemail so here we go I'm gonna put that on speaker and there we go so for our comfort meal, so for our last meal, probably eat something all about comfort for probably both Danny and myself. We talked about um, oh noodles, lots of noodles and bread, cheese and butters and family. Yeah, being around family, having the kid and husband uh, sitting at home, you know, relaxing, comfy clothes, comfy. Good beer. Really awesome sourdough bread Mm -hmm. with uh, fresh butter. Um, Alternately, though, we could definitely go for uh, amazing sushi. Yeah. Um, Bluefin Toro. um, Preferably made by Jess. (laughs) Yeah, fresh wasabi. Mm -hmm. So all uh, a massive table. Lots of fresh fish. Yeah. Something good. Wasabi. That sounds great, too. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, either ends of the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Like full-on comfort food or, um, you know, the most expensive um, hard-to-get stuff that we don't have to worry about being sustainable or not. <laughs> so guilty about, at least. Gorging. Yeah. That wraps up another episode of the Consumed Podcast. If you like what you've heard here, please like and leave a review. It really does help. And if you want more information about any of the guests on Consumed, you can find a page of notes for each episode at letsgetconsumed.com. You'll also find a sign-up form for the Consumed newsletter and contact info for me in case you have comments, compliments, questions, or suggestions for people you think should be on the show. I'm Jamie Lewis. Thanks, as always, for listening.